Yo, what up, everybody? You are listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast. This is episode 91. Yo, 91. Just so you know, that's the year I graduated high school. 1990 motherfucking one. It's almost 30 fucking years ago. I think, shit, about this time next year, we might have our 30-year anniversary. I mean, reunion. Sorry, anniversary. What the fuck am I talking about? And I think... I might show up and pull up real foolish. But yo, anyways, you are listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. You already know what the fuck it is. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Um, I am the jack of all trades, truly, but I am also the master of none. All right. Look, let's get right into the shit that you don't want to hear about. You hate to see it. You hate to hear about it. Some of you motherfuckers know. All you Republicans with all your little fucking, oh, this is a hoax, and oh, this is this, and you guys are all sheep, and blah, blah, and most of you motherfuckers are from where? Orange County, I'm from Florida, stupid as fuck, dumb as shit, don't believe in science, just fucking stupid as fuck, pandemic, fucking all this other bullshit, you guys, they ain't even talking about none of that shit anymore. Okay, check it out. COVID-19 is not back. COVID-19 never left. We're not even on a second wave. We're still on the first motherfucking wave so fuck whatever sports is going on i ain't gonna get no political shit i'm just gonna be straight up real with you guys all right covid19 is not fucking around right now these spikes are real it's not because they're testing more people it is actually way more new infections are happening every single day florida for like the last four or five days has been spiked up like 2,500, 2,800 new cases every single fucking day. And it again, it's not like they're testing more. We're talking about new cases totally. And we ain't talking about antibodies and nothing. They opened the state back up and all these other fucking areas. Oh, open the economy up and blah, blah, whatever. Look, man, you, I don't know what the fuck you guys are thinking. This hoax, just so you know, the hoax has infected over 2 million people in the United States of America. Okay, that ain't some small amount of people like, oh, well, it's not, well, it's not killing people. It's not killing that many people. But no, motherfucker, it just don't affect you. Right. But it's killing black people the most. And then Latinos next. Right. Yeah, it's killing old people and be like, oh, well, great. Now that we got all the fucking grandpas and grandmas out of here. Some of you motherfuckers just must not love your parents, your grandparents, whatever. It's like, you know how crazy you guys sound. Okay. So just so you know, we're at like 120,000 fake funerals from this. Two million people hoax, all right? Obviously, Florida got it the worst right now. Florida is just fucking terrible. And it's just, it's Florida. It's what it is. Arizona's not fucking around. They're about to get their shit lit up crazy. And I'm just making a prediction right now. You know, it's so crazy, man. People are like, oh, we've been locked in and going crazy. And you know what? My wife just brought this up just yesterday. She's like, you know what? think people have been locked in for two, three months. They want to go somewhere, but they're just not being smart. And some people are like, fuck it. What makes you think that nobody else has the same idea as you? You don't think, look, man, nobody that is listening to this podcast, nobody that is listening to this podcast is more antsy or moves around more than me. Did you guys forget how many flights I went on last year? Almost 120. Motherfucker, I'm out of town all the time. And I stayed put. I don't, like I said, I don't know a family that quarantined harder than we did. All right. I went out and did what I had to do, you know, as far as necessity shit. Some dumb motherfucker the other day, 
I posted a video of my store because my store is back open from, I think, when our store hours 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. and different store hours. And the mall is like weird. It's like packed and empty. It's fucking weird. I'm wearing a mask and everything. And he's like, you say all this shit about Javier's and all this other stupid shit, but yet your store doesn't have masks. What the fuck are you, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we not, not only do we provide masks, we have 300 masks in the store for anyone that comes in. We're wiping down the shit, sanitizing shit. And on top of that, all my employees have to wear a mask if they're dealing with somebody. Stop being stupid. So anyways, Florida's fucked up. There's like some fucking girls going out there for a birthday party or a bachelorette party or some bullshit. And they all went to Florida. They all went to Jacksonville. And all 16 of those dumbass bitches got it. So, sorry. Okay? Just stupid. All right? As far as Orange County, guess what? Orange County is fucked up right now. Motherfuckers went from like, oh, there's like 20 cases a day, 80 cases, 60. No, shit's starting to spike up. It's going to get into the hundreds a day. And it's going to start getting dangerous down there. It already is. Okay? Speaking of Javier's, I brought it up early, a little too premature. Javier's, just so you guys know, people can say whatever they want to. Oh, this is this and this and it's not great. It's fucking cheesecake factor this. I'm going to be honest with you. Javier's in Vegas, you know, it's cool. In the Aria, they just, you know, it's like one of the only close to five-star Mexican cuisines in the country. Okay. The Irvine Spectrum location, I actually like the location, just whatever. I'm not a big fan of Irvine Spectrum, but um, it, it's cool. And then they got like another spot, right? Whatever. But the, the Century City is, it's all right. It's cool. I'm not like tripping to go to Century City. Plus, there's be a lot of knuckleheads there. Now, the Crystal Cove, which is the Bel Air of Newport Beach, when Newport Beach is already kind of upscale, but Newport Coast is a different level. So, Crystal Cove. You know, they got the $100 million cribs over there. They got all that shit there. And then they also got people like Manny Coachman and fucking big super losers who are multi-level marketing type people and on that weirdo shit. And just because you came from nothing don't mean that you can be a douchebag like some of these people. But anyways, there's some dope-ass people in Orange County. I'm not tripping. Fucking VVS, my headquarters is in Orange County. I got some of my best friends out there. Do I fuck with it? No, I don't. I would never live there in my entire life. I would probably move to fucking Dallas, Texas before I moved there. Not to diss Dallas, Texas. I'm just, I'm not a big fan of Texas either. I got love for Houston, but I'm not going to live there. Going on, you know, the head director of the health department in Orange County, he was receiving death threats and all this other shit. So he fucking stepped down. I had said that before, I think, on the last episode. And so they just did this thing where, oh, no masks are allowed. All right, well, check it out. Now the governors have to get involved and supersede anything in that stupid ass county because you stupid motherfuckers couldn't figure it out. We were doing good. We were straight. Now look, Javier's in Crystal Cove, my favorite restaurant in Orange County. I have hundreds of memories there with Jonas. We used to knock down shit in there and get it in. It is a great place to go to for Sunday brunch. I done brought my family there so many times. That's a dope-ass spot to meet up. It's lit on a Tuesday night at Javier's, okay? Packed. In the last two weeks, it's been elbow to elbow. Motherfuckers are packed in there. Like I said, people are just staying tripping. They're like, all right, fuck it. Guess what? 15 fucking employees got COVID-19 at Javier's. They try to cover it up, try to say, oh, there's all these rumors going around, blah, blah, whatever. And, uh, you know, um, there's nothing. We decided to voluntarily close on our own. And we're going to, why, bitch, that's going to be worse for you. Because now you're going to fuck around. And, and now there's people that are getting sick. You don't even know. There could be 100 people that have been infected that were in there. All of them were idiots anyway. People who went in there with wearing masks, cool. But from what I know, the people that were dining there, a lot of people dining in weren't wearing masks. And the thing is, how the fuck are you going to eat wearing a mask, right? But just people think shit is sweet and it's just stupid. And it's an amazing restaurant. It sucks that this is happening. But the owners, 
Look, man, shame on you. You're closed until July 1st now, voluntarily to sanitize and clean. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. All right, it's just irresponsible, negligent. You got no motherfucking, it's just greed is stupid. Like, oh no, fuck this. I got, I'd rather take the risk and blah. Man, we ain't talking about you. We're talking about the other people who are at risk that you don't know. And it shit's getting scary now. A lot of people who weren't taking it serious, but are kind of like, all right, well, you know, it's there. I'm aware. My assistant, he's like, yo, man, I don't know if I can go with you to San Francisco because I can't bring that shit back to my parents, you know, and he's starting to get serious. You know, it's no joke, you know? And again, we were doing good. Now shit is fucked up and cases are spiking up. And you know what? You know, they're talking about, uh, I forgot what they said it was going to be, but now they're saying that there's going to be 200 to 20, 25,000 total people dead by September. You know, man, how the fuck are we going to add all this? It's just, it's just crazy. And again, no flu, no nothing is anywhere near this type of shit in this type of short time. And that's with us quarantining for two and a half, three months where we were shut down. Again, I told you, they're not doing it because it's not there anymore and it's safer for us to be out and they're taking precautions. They're doing it because motherfuckers need to make money and people are going crazy. All right, well, cool. You know, let's see how fun it is being on ventilator. Let's see how fun it is for the few people that, and I say few, cool. Let's see how fun it is when you got a dude who's like, you know, late 30s, 38, pretty good shape. It's cool, be chilling. And then he gets COVID, the real bad strain of it. And then he's got to get on a ventilator and he gets pneumonia. Guess what? Scarred for life, buddy. All right? Yes, scarred for life. Your lung capacity has changed forever for the rest of your fucking life because you want to get some motherfucking cheese, shrimp, enchiladas, and get you a motherfucking margarita and look at some MILFs, some motherfucking cougars over there tripping. All right. Anyways, shit's dangerous. Shit is not a joke. Last night, I got an email from the hotel in San Francisco I was trying to go see, and that told you I'm trying to go in July. They told me July 1st, you know, I was able to book. I couldn't book any time before that. And then guess what? Got an email today, canceled my reservation. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I still, no matter what what I do, what I figure out, I'm going to drive. I'm going to be gloved up, masked up. But the hotel I love to frequent has canceled my shit, saying that you ain't going to be able to go till January. They offered a couple other spots like south of San Francisco, kind of more like near San Bruno, like more near the airport. I'm like, nah, I'm good, dog. Like, I need to be in the city. And I don't know. It's going to be an interesting situation. I'm going to have to figure it out. But I want everyone to know masks do work. All right. They did say, the CDC did say that you can get motherfucking COVID-19 legit from flushing a toilet in a public place. That's why you ain't seeing me flushing no toilet without a fucking paper towel or some shit or gloves or something. And you just got to be fucking careful. Don't touch your motherfucking face. Don't pick your nose. Don't rub your eyes. Do not touch your mouth. Use sanitizer, drown your hands in that shit before you touch anything in your mouth and be careful what you're wearing. I mean, um, you know, breathing and shit. So wear the mask, just be courteous, be smart. You know, motherfuckers are still trying to shake hands with me. And I'm just like, yo, man, this shit is not a motherfucking game. All right, shit is going up and I want you guys to be very careful, okay? Um, What else is going on? You know what? Real quick, man, it's just some some crazy shit. I, I'm washed up, but I've been riding my bike every other day. Been swimming every other day. I don't ride the bike. Sometimes I do both. Um, I jump on my Echelon bike if I can't get outside. But London um, London crashed the other day. And um, it was his first bike crash. And uh, we were riding around my neighborhood and my community. And we saw a dead cat. And it wasn't some small cat. It was a full-grown big cat. 
and the rest of the body was intact. It was just dead laid out, and then the head was smashed open. I said, London, don't look. London, please. And he just doesn't, he's just, you know, he's just trying to figure things out. London is is laid on a lot of things socially and certain things, but he's so smart and brilliant in some other, other ways. And he saw the cat, and I think it flipped him out. And we're going down this hill, and um, this hill is like, it's not, it's a very low-grade hill, but it's it's fun hill. And I wasn't paying attention. We do it all the time. I don't know if his mind's not paying attention. Sometimes he's looking at different areas. And, you know, our community is very safe. Everyone's walking around. And it's, I mean, I hate to say it, it's the majority fucking white neighborhood, right? Actually, I, I, we do got some prominent black folks that live in my neighborhood and whatever. But but anyways, we're going down the hill. I turn around, I glint my head, and I see London. The bike turns, flips, and he flips twice. And he has a big-ass scratch on his chin. He has blood on his chin, blood on his arm. Didn't hit his knees and just, I don't know. It's just He just never cried. And he was just, this was the most physical pain I've seen my son go through. And at that point, I wanted to give him the comfort and love. He was just so frustrated and so angry. When he gets his tantrum, he just gets and he's just, he's in so much pain. He's so angry. He doesn't know. He wants to be perfect. He's very hard on himself, just like me. He doesn't understand. He's seven. He's just, you know, he's almost eight, but he doesn't get it. He's behind on a lot of extracurricular outside shit. He's academically, you know, smart, video games, all that other shit and everything, computers, but it's just, and he has his friends and he talks and chats and loves, and, but this fucked him up. And so I let him, I wiped him up a little bit. I'm like, hey man, Lenny, you got to just relax. Listen, you got to get up and get back on this bike. And he was scared. He was shook. He wanted to get back on the bike. He hated his bike. We haven't, this just happened two days ago. He hasn't got back on the bike in two days and we're going to have to do this today or maybe tomorrow, but I got to get him back on there. I don't want him to fear it. We rode for a little bit, and then he was kind of freaking out a little bit, and I had to fix his bike. His handlebars were all fucked up. I got his bike cool. His seat was all scratched up. It's like, seat's fucking messed up. And I said, Lennon, man, don't worry about it. This happens to everyone. I've crashed so many times. I've gotten so many bad accidents. I tried to explain it to him. But, you know, he began to walk his bike home. He was just shook. And anyways, that was a sidebar story. It had nothing to do with anything. I just want to let you know that that is crazy, that I just was... I always said I would protect my kids from everything. It's like, that's nothing I can really do about that. And I gave a lot of tough love because I don't want him to be too babied. And um, I just wanted to be tough, man. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's a tough move. Going on, man, I'm doing this because I don't want to be super duper washed up. And uh, after getting that, you know, my full physical from Dr. Abe, the concierge doctor who, you know, does house calls, I want to make sure that I'm in that that, you know, not the best shape. I want to get there too once once I have more free time. But, yo, man, I met this dude who my wife was using as a trainer. His wife had did my wife's uh, eyelashes or something, whatever. And then somehow, some way, she came across by coincidence. And the crazy part is this dude was born and raised in Seattle, which is weird as fuck, right? And my only reason, because he's a big Seahawks fan and he's a real big Seattle sports fan. So he was a Sonics fan, and obviously, and then he was, um, you know, he's a Mariners fan, and uh, he knew who I was, and he's, he's just a, a solid dude. His name is Grant Easty, and um, E A S T E Y, and he's a trainer. He's got an Instagram page. You could obviously look his name, Grant Easty. And um, after you know, I, I hit my wife up. I was like, "Hey, babe, does he train guys? You know, whatever and everything." She's like, "Yeah, of course, he trains everybody." And there was this thing I read on him. And it fucked me up because it wasn't the typical like, oh, I'm going to get you right. I'm going to get you this. I'm going to get you six pack. I'm going to get you your dream body or whatever. 
like the, just a typical shit for seeing for trainers. And I've only had a few trainers in my life other than the ones I had professionally in, in you know, college sports and stuff. And a little like forward that he had written said, I wanted to help others get through their tough times by using fitness as a means of support. Being a personal trainer is more than just getting people in shape, but helping them develop the strength of mind as well as discipline, which they can apply to anything they do in life. I focus on being vulnerable with them and an ear to listen to as we transform their body and mind to new levels of strength. So, yo, I'm not doing a lot of sessions. I'm doing like just once a week to kind of get into it. Then I'll probably get a couple times a week. But, yo, shout out to Grant Easty. He's a good dude. He's from the motherfucking Emerald City. And, um, man, dog, the dude is, dude is legit. But, uh, yo, we're going to get into a little break real quick. We got a new fucking uh, couple new sponsors. They're dope. And, and I appreciate all the people that have been doing that. We got a new website up. I got a new website up. I just actually changed something from the website. Um, I got the question of the episode of the month. Uh, how you could win this Ricky Henderson 00 gold autograph card. I'm going to talk about a few movies that I watched. We got a little big event that's happening this weekend. A couple other things. Yo, Miles, real quick, dog. Throw me that lakey real quick and uh, we'll be right back. Yo, what's good, BTB Army? We see you. We hear you. And most importantly, we support you in all of your entrepreneurial endeavors. Whether it's for your main hustle or your side hustle, every single hustle deserves attention to detail on the back end so you can stay tight on the product. Now, speaking of hustles and projects, I'm working on building partnerships with brands who could add value to the behind the baller audience. The BTB community is everywhere and I want to give you guys a global commerce platform that will help your side hustle become your main hustle. That's why I'm excited to introduce my partnership with Elliot. What are they going to do for you? They're going to enable entrepreneurship of any scale globally. Okay. And yes, you're hearing this from me first. All right. They just launched today. This is a behind the baller exclusive. Elliot is the first commerce platform built for the culture. I'm talking about artists, athletes, moguls, brands, side hustles, and of course, entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter who you are or what kind of product you sell. They keep it mad simple. Instantly sell and ship to 200 plus countries, no code or credit card required. You can build out a store in under 10 minutes. It's turnkey, all right? No monthly commitment, no credit card required to get going, free 99. Let me repeat that, free 99. If you have a t-shirt brand, if you're pushing face mask, if you're flipping trading cards, Now's the time to get started and be the first to market. Go to elliot.store forward slash baller and set up your store. Okay. Test your ideas, drop some new products and get your paper. I right, get that cash. That's Elliot, 
E-L-L-I-O-T dot store forward slash baller. Anyone who rocks with us and starts a page that includes Elliot, DM the link to at Ben Baller Pod and we will promote your product to other loyal listeners like yourself on our main page and stories to show the power of the entrepreneurial spirit. Elliot, enabling global entrepreneurship just like Behind the Baller podcast. So yo, what's good, man? Um, I finally ended up watching three new things in the last few days. Because I'm trying to give you guys, because some people are quarantined, some people are back. I don't know. I'm still doing what I got to do. I have been every day trying to finish up these J Balvin pieces. He's driving me fucking crazy. I got a couple people I owe favors for. So for the most part, just so you know, um, I'm not really doing chains right now because I'm already booked up. And now that I got backed up, it's fucked up a lot of shit for me because I've had to push a lot of jobs back. So some people, I'm hoping they want a refund. And it's kind of crazy. I've been refund happy. I'm like, oh, you want your money back? All right, cool. Here it is. Boom. And like, Every single jeweler you know out there is not giving a refund. They'll fucking make up every excuse in the book. Oh, man, they could buy a brand new fucking car or do this and floss Louis Vuitton and Gucci. Oh, no, no, I need it. Um, my daughter did this and that. They're just me. Like, uh, and my, I know my cousin sometimes, he, it just makes him want to kill somebody when he hears this. But like, I told you, I get joy in saying no to people. And like, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's dope. You want to do that? Oh, for real? Okay, yeah, no, that'd be sick. It's like, oh, you want to get it done? Okay, well, yeah, no, nah, man, uh, I'm not really, um, I don't really have time, man. I don't know what to say this to you. And it just, it is what it is. That's just where I'm at right now. Um, again, walk into IF&Co. Go to ifandco.com. Um, I already told you guys, there are discount codes for the listeners of this podcast. I've given out like seven people, the, you know, discount code. Nice little discount. Nothing crazy, but enough to, you know, it's better than actually um, the last time we did a, um, Black Friday sale wasn't a crazy discount, but it, for us, it's you know it's significant for what you're doing because jewelry is obviously different. Um, with that being said, I have been going back and forth to downtown LA and then going to my store and just these fucking pieces and then like people want new shit and I owe a buddy of mine who's been helping with merch and stuff and he's always done little small graphic work for me. So it's like a job for like 25 bands and I'm like, fuck man. Um, yeah, I'll just do it, don't trip. And the funny thing is, he knows I wouldn't even fucking do the job, period, for that, you know, and it's just, I couldn't really say no to him. And uh, speaking of chains, just so you know, next week on Thursday, the 25th of June, my Derek Jeter card is dropping. This is going to be for sure, without a doubt, no matter what, it is going to be the biggest part card out of my entire series of 20. Um, Griffey could be there, could be in whatever, but I'm telling you, for the most part, impactfully this will be the biggest card of what's going on obviously my agent's going to get involved tops is doing special things they're going to be like 10 Derek jeter autographs randomly given in throughout the package as well as a one one gold card that comes in all my sets but the craziest part about this is i made an iced out number two captain chain yellow gold with a little cuban on there 24 inch cuban it is iced the fuck out it's two carats in vvs diamonds this shit is really nice it is a beautiful fucking number two it is getting given away randomly so you know this is the time where you want to buy 30 40 50 200 cards you know i buy a couple hundred cards every time but some people i know are buying a couple hundred cards because now they really want to get a chance to win this this chain and it really is going to happen and um, it's not a joke i don't ever do scams none of that shit 
But yeah, man, it is going to be crazy. So that is all the jewelry talk I'm going to get into. Now, we launched my new website for my Ricky Henderson autographs. And my new website is called bbdtc.com. Obviously, bbdtc is my acronym that stands for Ben Ball did the card, right? Ben Ball did the chain. Ben Ball did everything. Um, so we launched the website. The actual launch website was called BBDT Card, right? BBDT Card. Ben Ball did the card.com. So we launched the website on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Real super simple and clean. You know, it's just, it's, you know, you buy shit, boom, here and there. And in 20 seconds, the entire shit was sold out. The one of five autographs that were um, $1,750, I forgot. I made a discounted price just because I wanted to do something for the launch date. Um, prices will be a little bit higher than that. Obviously, Jeter will be the most expensive. Jeter and Griffey will be the most expensive when it comes to the one of five. For Jeter and Griffey, they will be one of tens. They will they'll be the only cards that will be a one of ten, not one of fives, but everything else, one of five on the gold autograph and to make it extremely rare. Um, the one of 50s, just so you guys understand, for the last time, this is the last time you will need to provide the card because I wasn't buying enough to do certain things. I had like 60 cards, but I'm doing other things with it. So it's like, it's giving cards away, doing this. You know, um, I do sign for some random family members and things like that. I don't number the backs. The only ones that are numbered are the actual ones that I'm selling. And there's like one or two zero zero cards, and that's it. And those are pretty much given away to podcast fans and maybe to a charity person that I'm putting out there. Speaking of Rick Anderson, the 50 cards, this is the last time you're going to have to provide the card. My next drop in a couple weeks will be Doc Gooden. Now, I will provide the one of 50. You don't have to do shit. You're just going to buy on the site, boom, and the shit's going to be shipped to you. The one of five, same thing. Um, price would be tiny bit more, a little bit more. I checked to see. I don't think there are any bots. Everything looked legit. Didn't look like it was all fucking weird, whatever. So I'm really excited about BBDTC.com. We're going to have some dope-ass merch on there. I am going to be selling sanitizer on there. I'm going to be selling the Bembard stickers that everyone's been asking for, and I've given a lot of podcast fans some. And um, I am going to be launching some teas. I'm going to have three, three, like two, three different types uh, I'm going to have different colors, obviously black and white. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. I ain't going to make a shit ton of tees. I might make like 250 per color, maybe three different styles. I know they'll sell out quick, but I'm trying to keep them up. Um, the tees are dope. One's a Ben Baller did the card tee. One is going to be behind the baller podcast tee. And then one will be just a Ben Baller did the chain or Ben Baller lifestyle tee. And uh, look out for that. I actually might launch the tees in the next few weeks. Stickers are going up, all kinds of stuff. Shout out to my boy uh, Will from Rap Legends as well for making all the dope vinyl stickers and the seals and everything and all that type of shit. Okay, so let's get into the special question of the week. All right, guys. I am giving away a Ricky Henderson signed 00 card with the Ben Baller in gold, metallic gold paint ink, motherfucking paint marker, and it's special. You know, it says Ben Ball, it did the card on there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice card. Definitely worth some bread, okay? And so the question is, you guys ready? Miles, do we have a drum roll? Can we get a drum roll? What beach did I go to last weekend with my family? Huh? Remember, the specific name of the beach, not the city, not like, don't say, oh, he went to Santa Monica Beach. No, uh, what is the specific name of the beach 
exact name of the beach that I went with my family last week. I think I told you guys I went to the beach last weekend and there was a specific name. I said it. The first person that emails behind the baller pod at gmail.com will win the zero zero gold autograph Ricky Henderson card. All right, guys, send in those motherfucking emails. And um, I know right now motherfuckers are like, I'm not listening. I'm not listening anymore. I'm going straight to win. All right, boom. Yo, for everyone else who is trying to hear about the rest of this show, appreciate you guys. I want you to know this Saturday, there is a PML quick strike. This time, it will be a real run. I think the last time was kind of tough because it was like, we didn't know if they're going to expect 50 people, 75 people. It was like three, 400 fucking people showed up. Again, everyone's got to wear a mask. Everyone's got to socially distance. You know, we're going to meet somewhere randomly in LA and then we're going to drive to Orange County. Now, we're meeting up at like 7.30ish and we are leaving at 8.30 sharp. That's this Saturday. If you have not, check out at PML Quick Strike on Instagram and, you know, email a thing. I think they were already given the location out today or yesterday or whatever. I don't even fucking know where we're meeting up yet. But I do know I'm going Saturday. Now, this is the crazy part. I have a fucking huge play in plan right now. Shout out to my boy, Michael Gunsberg. He's, he's helped me get a couple cars here and there. I have a huge play that I'm not posting on my social and everything else. Other people post me in it. Cool. I'm not making no posts. I got to wait until shit is just like, because it's just not the right time, man. People are doing bad and everything else. And like, I don't, I mean, I, like I said, I have compassion, but at the same time, I have been doing the most donating. I've been helping people out. I'm giving more people jobs. I'm doing the most I can. And on top of that, of course, feeding my family and taking care of my immediate responsibilities. But I'm about to make a big move. I'm trying to make this motherfucking move happen tonight or tomorrow. Otherwise, I won't be able to go to the fucking quick strike with you know the car like that. But if I don't make this big move, I will pull up in my K-Town Destroyer number seven, you know, my Ferrari 48 Pista, which is all good. So if you want to roll up, let me know. Uh, DM me if you have an exotic car, meaning if you have an Ferrari or Lamborghini or McLaren, um, if you have one of those and you want to pull up with me on Saturday morning, I will give a meetup spot where we pre-meet up, we get gas, and then we go pull up together, a little convoy. You already know. If you want to pull up, let me know. And yeah, I'm hoping that this shit happens and everything. Uh, all right, so look, man, I told you guys I was going to watch that movie Infamous with Bella Thorne, and I, in a way, man, look, I just got to keep it real with you guys. That's what I do, right? I keep it 100 with you guys all the time. Man, <laughs> Infamous is just, I think it was the number one movie of the week. I think it was like number one movie in the box or the, you know, the streams on the weekend or I don't know because I guess movie theaters aren't open until next month. And I think that's not even going to happen for a little bit. Infamous was, <sighs> man, bro. If we're doing Rotten Tomatoes and they're doing percentages, I can't go too bad, right? I mean, Bella's been always cool to me and in a way that's biased, but I'm also, you know, a film buff. I look at film differently. Uh, I got to give that movie, you know, maybe a 61%. And that's like kind of giving her a blessing. That was a tough movie to watch. I ain't gonna lie to you. So 
I, you ain't going to get no two thumbs up from me on it. Um, I'm not hating, you know, it's that, you know, maybe younger people, whatever, it's just white trash, kids from Florida robbing banks and then trying to be famous on Instagram or social media, whatever. I don't know. I can't call it. Okay. But I did see some good shit. All right. Now I'm going to give you some medium shit right now. A lot of people have been telling me that the King of Staten Island was fucking crazy. People have said this movie was, oh man, I'm talking homies I know. It was funny because one of my boys, he's like, he's he's a producer for making beats for a lot of people. He's also like, he's, he's a very fair person, like legit straight. I mean, of course, he's 100% Black Lives Matter and he's he's with the movement and he's a dope dude. He's actually shopped with me back in the day at Slauson and he was tweeting about it and I was like, oh shit, okay. This movie's gonna have some, this is some, I'm seeing a lot of diverse people. I see Puerto Ricans talking about it. I see white people. I see Jewish. I see Asian people. I see comedians. I'm like, all right. Now, if you guys remember, I'm not a big fan of uh, Pete Davis's comedy. I didn't think his stand-up was that, was all that. His Netflix shit, it was, some of it was cool. It's funny. It's kind of awkward. You know, it's, I don't know what it is. He's a milky dude. Um, what I do know is he's very close to Cuddy. So, you know, this is just my personal opinion. I mean, motherfuckers want to get mad at me. I'm sure there's people I like that, that I kick it with that cut might not like or whatever and blah, blah. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I can't rock with dudes comedy. But now as far as an actor, he was, he, he did his thing acting wise. Now the movie, um, it, it, well, I didn't know until the end that this movie was kind of about, based about his life. And it's funny because <laughs> if you watch that Dave Chappelle 846, um, his, his comedy special he just did, he just destroyed Staten Island. He says Staten Island's trash. This place is terrible. Who the fuck good has come out of Staten Island? He just destroyed it, just killed it. And just, it's funny because this movie just came out. And I think, you know, obviously Pete Davidson, along with a lot of other comedians, are big fans of uh, Dave Chappelle. And one of the writers for the Chappelle show, Bill Burr, is a co-star in the movie. He's good. Some people said he was fucking super hilarious and whatever. And I thought, I thought he was cool. You know, I, I didn't think it was like, you know, he was fucking the insane and is anybody gonna be nominated or whatever I, i'd be surprised if they are it was a cool movie um bill burr was okay it was, you know it was i don't know man again and this is a this was a movie that everyone's talking about it's highly critically acclaimed and all this shit and everything well, not critically acclaimed but just a lot of hype behind it i give king of staten island a strong 70 percent all right and then that, that's again i'm showing a lot of love okay um I, I I just I'm expecting too much out of these movies these days. Now, after I saw King of Staten Island, I'm just in the man cave, kind of vibing out, right? I'm just kind of like on my own. Um, I was thankful because London had slept in the guest room, and Ryder was with my wife upstairs, and and we're chilling. And London passed the fuck out, and I'm on Twitter, and my boy Sean from Detroit, and uh, Black Sean was he's like a real fucking he's a real Detroit dude. He's really from the D. He's just but he's He's not like a thug. He's not. He's just. He's just a. He's a funny dude, man. He's just a. He's a solid dude, and and he starts talking all this crazy shit about Russell Simmons, and I'm like, hold on. And I tweet him back, and I'm like, hey, bro, just so you know, man, I've known Russell for 26 years. We've been, you know, we were cool. There was a point in time we were really cool, and he's always been you know, on the up and up with me. We've hung out a lot of times here and there. I've seen Russell also be a dick, and um, you know. It, People are, you know, making allegations. Obviously, Russell Simmons and, and Brett Ratner were both accused of like a lot of rape allegations, like a ton, right? And I don't know what the fuck is going on, but shit is coming around bad right now. 
And Russell has deep, just, he fucking completely, he was like, no, you're fucking, this has never happened. I've never, ever, everything's been consensual, blah, blah. And he's been battling. The only thing is, Russell moved to Bali. So he can't be extradited. He can't get, you know what I'm saying, thrown in jail, whatever. So I was right there, you know, I was kind of sus. And Russell ain't no broke. Russell is worth at least a quarter billion. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I don't know, it's crazy. Plus, Russell got two daughters, and it's just, it's just a weird situation. Now, I've always thought Russell definitely loves girls getting getting pussy and certain things. And again, you know, the way people used to talk back in the day, if you really listen to music back in the day, it was just it was common to call a girl a bitch. Like, oh yeah, bitch this, ho this, this, and this. And it was just, it was accepted even by women. And it's just a different day today. And it's like even using the N-word or whatever, black folks ain't having it. Motherfuckers don't want to have nobody. They're just, everyone is tired of shit. And we're gonna get more than that in a second. But I hit my boy Sean on Twitter. I was like, yo, bro, what is you watching? Are you watching something? He's like, yo, is there a doc? Like, I'm like really interested, right? And I'm hoping it's like something good. And he said, yeah, I'm watching this thing. It's it's a special on HBO Max. It's only available on HBO Max. And um, it's called On the Record. So I got HBO on cable, but I'm like, wait a second, I can't find this shit. And I have HBO on my Amazon. So I was like, fuck, I got to sign up for a new motherfucking streaming service. That's how intrigued I was to watch this. And... I put it on, and it's just like, you know, it's kind of like not leaving Neverland. It wasn't like that type of cold vibe. It was just like, a, it was, you know, based, they're filming in Brooklyn, New York, and it's, this girl pops up, and I'm like, yo, I know that girl. And it's this woman named Drew Dixon, who was a really prominent big person in the music biz. Like, this chick was behind not just, like, Lauryn Hill, fucking Biggie, Red Man, Method Man, um, Santana. She... Almost signed Kanye, but then L.A. Reid went letter, and it was just I got goosebumps right now just thinking about this time. But the documentary is called On the Record. It's only available on HBO Max, and it's all about Russell Simmons' allegations and, and these women that were saying that you know he raped them. And again, like I got to sit here and be like, yo, why would these women say this shit, right? Not especially on you know you some women I, you can you know I mean I'm I feel like I can tell. When someone's lying, when someone looks sus, when someone is kind of out there and is off and whatever. I, I'll admit, throughout this documentary, there's a couple women, I didn't think they were lying or anything, but I wasn't really paying attention. But this woman, and there was one thing that three women said, and it was a specific thing that they said about Russ, and it was crazy. It fucked me up. Now, do I think Drew's telling the truth? I, I, don't, think, I don't think she's lying. This was crazy. So, you know, I just look at this like, wow, man, this was in the 90s. This was a long fucking time ago. But this dude, you know, Rush, if you did this, bro, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a crazy world we live in. And this documentary is deep. And she went into it and she just, she broke down everything that had happened. Now, the crazy part about all this shit was it goes from one thing and then it jumps to she moves to L.A. and L.A. Reed. And L.A. Reid is from fucking X Factor, you know what I'm saying? But L.A. Reid is an enormous mo- mo- music mogul as well on a whole different level. And just a different side of things. Russ, you know, he started hip-hop shit. L.A. Reid was a little bit of hip-hop, a lot of big music. Mariah, I don't know. But anyways, yo, same shit happened. She broke her spirit. fuck this. I'm out of this fucking New York shit. Let me get into some bigger shit. Came to fucking L.A., started working for Arista, for Clive Davis. And um, L.A. Reid became her boss. And L.A. Reid harassed her and all this shit. And now... I've never really chilled with L.A. Reid. I've seen him a couple times. You know, I've heard him on the phone because one time, well, that's saying fucking, it's a Forrest Gump story, but it's not important right now. Um, actually, fuck that. No, it is important. We, we're going to tell a Forrest Gump story right now. 
It's a special moment. We are going to tell this Forrest Gump story. I'm with dumbass Sean Kingston, stupid ass, dumb, fucking fat Sean Kingston. And we're at the SLS hotel and we're inside the room. And this dude borrowed someone's fucking Range Rover or fucking, I forgot what fucking car he did. And Sean is the king of, you know, writing bad checks. You know, he, I got my money from him. But like after like, I would have collection agents come to my store at this loss and talking about, oh, do you know he owes on this, he owes on this. And like, he was just the king of finessing people. And he just always had shit and just, you know, he would, sometimes he wear fake shit, but he just always knew how to finesse it. And I, I don't even know how the fuck he's even surviving because do you realize this man has not made a hit in 14 years? He hasn't had anything worthy in like over 10. It's like, I don't know how he's surviving. You know, it's crazy. God bless him for still being able to like pull a check out of places. But I'm with Sean Kingston. We're at the SLS Hotel in Beverly Hills, right by my, my, my store. And next thing I know, he gets into it with some fucking Middle Eastern dudes, some Saudis, some Arabs. And this dude says he's a prince. I don't fucking know, man. Dude just looks weird. But he's involved with some bad people. And I had heard some shit from Scott Storch and a few other people. They don't fuck with this dude. But this dude, you know, he's got heavy bread. He's always like, it's just a weird look. He just looks like a fucking, who the fuck does he look like? He looks like the villain in fucking every bad movie. And like, he looked like the dude in fucking uh, Money Talks, the fucking French gangster dude, right? That, that was like, you know, trying to kill Chris Tucker and trying to kill everybody. He was fucking, they bombed the fucking uh, police bus and everything. Anyways, I'm in the fucking hotel room and he's on a call with L.A. Reid because he signed a Sony, whatever. And L.A. Reid went on to Sony and, and L.A. Reid's like, yo, man, let's make history. That's what every record executive says. That's like their most famous line. Let's make histories. So fucking corny. So I'm hearing them talking on speakerphone. I'm not saying a shit, anything. And then I see somebody knocking on the door. I mean, I, I see like movement by the door. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Then I look and we look at the peephole and the dude's covering up the peephole. So I'm like, all right, man, this ain't no big deal. Sean's security guard has no gun. My gun is in my car at valet. Sean's security guard is outside the room with us. They're screaming, speaking in Jamaican. And then next thing you know, one of Sean's boys is staying down the hall. He calls Sean and Sean picks up the phone and he says, hey man, there's two dudes outside your door, dude, and they got guns. So I'm like, ah, fuck, man, this is some bullshit. So Sean calls 911. I'm like, dog, really, man? This is what I'm in? I'm in this situation right now? Like, you just I just listened to you talk to L.A. Reid about a bunch of bullshit, and he's just smoking, you know, putting smoke up your ass. And then now you owe this dude bread, and you're telling me that you don't owe him money, and he was supposed to, you know, help you out with this. And just everyone's trying to do some kind of scam and get rich fast, little bullshit, Hollywood shit. And there's a window in the room, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get the fuck out this window, and I'm about to go into somebody else's room. I'm about to, like, there's an out here. And so he called the police and called the security, whatever, blah, blah. And SLS was like, it was crazy because there was no cameras nowhere. So they couldn't see shit. And somehow all the police came, like 21, 25 police officers came and grabbed them dudes. And I know it's not a great story, but it was just weird because L.A. Reid was on the phone with them. And it was just strange. And I don't know what the fuck. It was just a weird story with Sean Kingston. I just don't fuck with dude. Going back to On the Record, uh, I recommend it if you have some time or if you even care. I don't know if you're older and you know who Russell Simmons is, you know who L.A. Reid is, it's worth the watch. You know, it's a trip. It's a fucked up situation. What's even crazier now is in relevant right now, current time, 
yesterday, Danny Masterson, who was a friend of mine as well, he was on the 70s show, his sister's on um, Walking Dead, who's a beautiful, she has a kid with my, my boy, and and uh, she's bought joy from me, and she's tied into the whole like golf wing fam, like Tyler and all them. Alana's such a sweetheart. Danny's actually a really cool dude. He's always been real super, super, super fucking cool with me. Never heard any funny stories or nothing. But he got arrested, and they put him in jail for two allegations. He's a Scientologist now, which is fucking crazy to me. And he's been one recently. He wasn't one then in 01, 03. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But um, he's married. I don't know if he has any kids. I haven't seen Danny in a long time. But these are from 2001 and 2003. Now, the thing about this is that was when I was hanging out with him. I was DJing LAX or Las Palmas in 2001. And then in 2003, I remember being at the Blue House at Nike. And Ashton Kutcher had this white trash party there that Nike had sponsored and all this other shit. I've known Danny. We're cool. And he was real tight with AM at a while. He started DJing too which a lot of celebrities wanted to do. Anyways, he is facing 45 years if he's convicted. And um, he hired the same attorney that Russell Simmons hired, which is crazy. And like another attorney is just, it's just, I don't know. It's just fucking, this is all nuts. And another fucking huge celebrity yesterday is getting accused of, this, this is different, of being a pedophile and having statutory rape allegations against him. And that's Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia, I've seen this dude before he was famous. I walked just randomly like eight years ago, went to the, to the Laugh Factory and saw him on stage. He was pretty funny. I ain't gonna lie to you. And then he blew up. He got on a show and he became famous. Like nine girls had said he showed his penis to them at when they were 16, 17. He, he wanted them to give him a blowjob when he was 16. I don't know, man. Crazy shit that's going on. Okay. And... There's so much Me Too and all kinds of shit. And all I see, look, man, the civil unrest is what's giving me so much fucking anxiety at this point right now. I just really feel like I shared something super deep with you guys about my father whooping my ass. My mom kind of whooped my ass, but, you know, like it's different. Really, my dad and my wife's like, yo, you should really go see somebody, you know? And she sees, like, I could see you. And I'm like, yes, babe. Look, I got all this shit going on. I got this baseball shit. I got my my other stuff. I got the autographs on top of that. I got the jewelry. Then I have the podcast I have to record, okay? Then I got VVS. I got to figure out my strain situation because we we're supposed to launch three months ago. I have a lot going on, babe. And on top of all that, guess what? I'm here being a father and being daddy gang and being a husband and doing everything I can and making sure everything is held together, Okay. And she's like, you know what? It's crazy because every day all my friends, they know you and they're just like wondering how it's been doing. And I'm like, I'm all right. You know, I think about, you know, everyone coming out with these allegations from, I don't know, people are accusing people that Bill Cosby shit from the 70s, 80s, and this and that. And it's like, yo, my shit was from the 70s and the 80s. Uh, nothing for the 90s, you know, but it was like, my brother's kind of like, hey, man, how are you going to get mad at dad now? He's like, he's, he's senile, he's, he's old. It's like being mad at a dog. And I'm like, shit, I've been mad at a dog before, you know, but I, I don't know, you know, um, I think I'm okay, but I think I could be better, you know, they're saying that Americans are the most unhappy they've ever been, they're saying only 14% of Americans are actually happy from a poll they took, and that's that's scary, my question now is with all the civil unrest, with Black Lives Matter, and this, and this, and fucking the election, and all kinds of crazy shit, and I'm hearing Weird-ass conspiracies. Fucking Jim Carrey is talking about what Trump might, you know, defect. And it makes a lot of sense saying, you know, Trump might defect because if he doesn't win in November, then what's he going to do? That's when they're going to try to fucking, they can't arrest a sitting president, right? He's been impeached already. And it's like, he's got all this shit going on. 
And obviously everyone on his entire team has been arrested. His attorney, all these other people have been arrested and people have been like all fucked over. And like, that's why I don't understand where these Republicans are like, or these Trump supporters are like, yo man, you know, uh, Obama's a pedophile, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, bro, have y'all lost your fucking minds? Are you guys like fucking crazy? Do you not realize this dude has been, he's been accused in court and everything. He has all kinds of shit. He's had to pay people out of pocket, you know, under the table, you know, off the record, all that shit. There's so much scumbag shit that Trump's got to do that, yeah, man, that motherfucker might have to go to Russia just so he don't have to get fucking arrested. And I don't fucking know. But with all that said, there's people going crazy off that. The dude in Atlanta who got killed behind the Wendy's, there's people getting fucking hung. Like, that ain't no motherfucking accident. Ain't no motherfucking black person, period. I don't give a fuck what you say. Not one of these four or five black people that have been hung did it themselves trying to you know, commit suicide. Get the fuck out of here. This shit is crazy. And how much longer are we going to take this shit, right? It's getting scary. Motherfuckers out here, they cutting the fucking cell phone services out. You know, internet is fucking patchy all over the fucking place. I don't know, man. I'm getting my satellite phone any day now. Um, that shit's like fucking $3 a minute for a fucking car. I don't give a fuck. My safety's, you know, I got a bullhorn. I just feel like now more than ever, martial law might happen. And the COVID number's coming back. People are uneasy all over the place. Like how much longer until the fucking world ends? Because people just, they're just complaining left and right. Everyone's complaining. People are complaining like, oh man, Louis Vuitton posted a rainbow on their stores and then I ain't fucking giving a shout out to fucking LBGTQ. Like, what the fuck are you, are you, everyone is mad about some shit. It's like, yo, everyone needs to take a motherfucking chill pill, okay? But look, I'm here to continue to be some sort of support, to kind of be a real, you know, um, I don't know, not like, I'm not trying to be anybody's fucking savior, but I'm here to speak my opinion, to really try to break shit down, to give you the five plus five equals 10. You know, at certain points, like someone like Ja Rule, if Ja Rule said five plus five equals 10, I might have to check it a few more times because I can't trust some of these fools words, some of these morons that are out here, but I'm going to be that dude who's going to always try to keep it at least 98 to 100 because I'm going to be real with you. If you really think about everyone in your life, and I'm sorry, there are people that are out there that are decent and never lied in their lives and you know, whatever, and people are just so used to lies. I'm talking about people in the major metropolitan cities. I'd be willing to bet if you really were to grade people by test scores, right? And think about it. Some of you motherfuckers, you might've did 98 in school and certain things, right? But not everyone got AP scores and, and had perfect SAT scores and had AP classes and whatever and were good and here and there. But thinking about friendships, how you are as a person, how you are as a human in society, how much empathy you have, were you ever racist to a black person that walked near you or whatever it may be? Young man, I tell people all the time, if a motherfucker could be 98, even 97, 94, yo bro, you good. Because you have to, especially the, the less you're around somebody, you don't get no 94. You fuck up once, you become a 60. You could be a 30, you could be a 50, depending on what, you know, what kind of stats you're talking about. To be above 90% as a human being, you are a legit motherfucker. I'm sorry. Under any circumstance, you, you know, so, so you have to stop saying, keep 100 and whatever, keep it two Virgils, all that bullshit. I know it's jokes and it's fun, but I'm saying like, look, man, if motherfuckers could keep it over 90 with you, cool. And when I'm talking about 93, that's someone saying that they was five minutes away and they weren't. They were 30 to an hour away. You know, a lot of people do that shit and people don't get mad about it. Look, man, I'm not surprised people ain't getting called out on that. 
but you know calling someone the n-word with the er saying something about mexicans asians saying gook and fucking saying you know wetback whatever the fuck it may be all that shit takes points off you you know i've always showed people love regardless now you want to take tell jokes and everyone's telling jokes all right cool hit me with one i'll hit you back you know but again people are like oh you don't like when shit happens to you no motherfucker how about i let the shit happen to me first i never throw the first punch i always react okay anyways guys that is it um i hope somebody wins this motherfucking card uh by now hopefully there is a winner and if you won a card before you won any kind of gifts the gold vacuum sealer whatever you ain't get you don't get to fucking win again period the fuck out of here now look podcast is strong i am going to start having some more interviews and things like that i just have to be careful again especially now i was going to ease up and be like all right well i'll pull up the hotel boom come with the mask let's do this interview let's stay six feet ten feet apart whatever it may be you know but um because the internet is just really not that fucking great i don't know exactly how we're going to figure this out but i'm going solo on that ass there are people who want to go on the show i do want to you know have some people on here but um it is what it is all right and i got mad love for you people i can't explain to you especially for the ones who have supported me and um i still am trying to put together some things i've made some people some money yeah you know uh indirectly but i'm trying to put some more little plans together for you guys so i can put some bread in your pockets and i do appreciate you guys tuning in again make sure you tell your friends about behind the baller podcast let's keep us up in the charts um and uh yo it's that time Yo, I hope you weren't pissed about that as the Arizona shit. Lakey, you hear me? <laughs> Yo, Lakey, man, I wasn't saying too many bad things about Arizona. I'm just saying that they ain't taking COVID serious. I know you are. But can you stop with that keyboard real quick? Yeah, yeah, okay. My man, Lakey Inspired. Original music for Behind the Baller Podcast. Take us home, Lakey. Come on, my G. Mm-hmm.